All right, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Power Sports Rebellion Show. I'm your host, Matt Powers. Thank you again for joining me. Don't forget to visit the website, powersportsrebellion.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram at Powers Autographs. Well, we're talking some fun things today. One thing that everybody likes to talk about, and of course, I'm being a little facetious here uh, insurance. Now, this is something that uh, I've seen people use too much of and then not have enough of it. So, Hopefully, I can kind of bring a little bit of clarity uh, to the topic for you. There's going to be two things we're going to be talking about today when it comes to insurance. We're going to be talking about in-transit insurance. Okay, so when you ship something to me or we ship it to uh, PSA, wherever you are shipping something, any of your collectibles. And then the second thing we're going to be talking about is at-home insurance or wherever you keep your collectibles at. Okay, so whether you have some sort of insurance policy for them when they're not in transit, okay? So again, not a very fun topic here. It's kind of boring, but it's something that you're gonna need to learn about because if the stuff hits the fan and you need to use it, you're gonna be very, very glad that you do have it, all right? So first off, let's talk about in-transit stuff. Now, should you be putting insurance on, let's say an item that you sold or an item that you're shipping to PSA? Now, there's no, one you know answer for this okay it really depends on a lot of things and it depends on your financial situation okay first off uh, i would never use insurance on cheap stuff i'm shipping out now cheap stuff may vary depending on what you are sending out but let's just use the example that you have a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account and let's say you sold a thousand dollar item to someone okay yeah you'll probably do a signature required and we'll talk about that here in just a second but do you really need to insure that for $1,000? Do you really need to spend the $10 or whatever it is that they charge you for that insurance? And my thinking is no. And the reason why is when you can kind of self-insure something. So let's say, for example, that item does get lost. Okay, and I'm using air quotes there because we all know what happens with the post office or UPS sometimes. Uh, you can refund that customer and it will not affect you financially one bit. Okay. Now, if you're shipping out, let's say a thousand packages every single year at a thousand dollars a pop, you can see how insurance can kind of get expensive. Okay. And the chances of that package getting air quotes lost again are it's, it's pretty minimal. It doesn't happen as much as, you know, the social media crazies like to make you believe it does. Okay. So I would not insure something like that. Now, if I'm shipping out a $10,000 package, which actually is the limit that UPS and FedEx and I think the post office also allow you to insure it. If I'm shipping out a $10,000 package and I've got $100,000 in my bank account, I probably want to insure that because I don't want to be writing a check or refunding someone $10,000, right? So that to me would make sense where I probably wouldn't want to self-insure something like that, okay? You also want to think about what are the likely what is the likelihood that this item will get damaged in transit. So if you are shipping a frame jersey, for example, and it's a thousand dollar frame jersey, what's the cost to get that thing fixed? You know, you're looking at what three four hundred dollars somewhere around there. That might be something that you would want to insure because the likelihood of it getting damaged is higher than really any other item that you would possibly ship out. So. I would probably insure probably your frame stuff, something that's more likely to do it. Now, something like a frame 16 by 20 or an 8 by 10, something smaller, eh, probably not going to insure that, okay? You also need to think about where you are shipping your products to. 
So let's say, for example, you have an item going to PSA. We all know PSA has had issues with packages getting lost to them from FedEx ground, um, post office, maybe occasionally. So any address that you are shipping to that uh, has a decent likelihood that somebody knows what's being shipped to that address. So if you're shipping something to an auction house or you're shipping something to JSA, PSA, Beckett, for example, and people know about this address, there's a there's a higher chance something could happen to your item, but it's still very, very highly unlikely, okay? So at that point, you're going to have to make a decision, hey, is what I'm sending them, is it worth the cost of me insuring it? Now, for me, shipping something to PSA, uh, you know, if it's a couple thousand dollars, I'm probably definitely going to insure that just simply because I know that the likelihood of something happening is higher going to this particular address. And I've had it happen before, so I do have kind of previous experience with that. Luckily, I did have that package insured, so I was able to recoup my cost on that one. So that's something that you definitely want to keep in mind is where are you shipping this thing to? I talked a little bit about signature required beforehand, and uh, I think that's actually a better tool to use than insurance. Let's say you send out a $500 package, okay, and it's insured, but the company says they never got it or the person doesn't ever got it, whatever the situation may be. To me, I would feel a lot better if I had a signature required on it as opposed to the insurance. And the signature required is actually a little bit cheaper when you break down the numbers and you actually look, I think the post office charges like $3 or something like that. UPS and FedEx are more expensive. It's just crazy. I get my UPS bill at the every week and I'm just like $6, $7 for a signature required at a residential address. Like what, what does it make a difference where it's going to? I mean, yeah, so they just nickel and dime me on that. That's why I like the post office because it's just a flat rate cost there. I like that signature required because typically when you sell items over 750 bucks, they're going to require that anyway. And I just like to have that on there. So I says, hey, listen, it says that Mr. Power signed for this item at 214. And then they can have, you know, they can go back and they can figure out who actually physically signed for it, where it's at and whatnot. So there's, I like that a lot better than insurance. So I think that pretty much covers like in transit stuff. Now, the one other thing you want to think about too is if you are shipping something that is of, I don't want to say sentimental value, but it has a lot of time and energy that you put into it. Let's say you have a team signed New York Yankees item and you're sending it to get, I don't know, a random Yankee guy in there. You know, let's say the item is worth $2,000, but you probably want to insure it for more than that because of all the time and effort and cost to get in these signatures. So something like that, I would definitely insure stuff that's kind of irreplaceable. You know, you probably get the money from it. You would feel a lot worse if you didn't get the money for that irreplaceable item. So irreplaceable items, I typically probably would insure if it's of some decently significant value. For an in-transit policy, there are companies out there, and I have one of these policies in place where it covers you as long as you use UPS and FedEx and a signature required. You do all the three of those things. Or, well, you would ship with FedEx or UPS and then use a signature required on either one of those services. You don't have to insure them anymore. It covers you on your um, on up to, for my policy, it's up to like $100,000 with a $500 deductible. So... That's a pretty good policy, and it costs me only about a thousand bucks or so a year. So, and uh, luckily, I've never had to use it. But for me, shipping stuff back and forth from signings, that's a good policy to have. Now, if you're one that like someone like me who ships a lot of stuff, that might be something that you would probably want to consider 
uh, having in your wheelhouse and your uh, your insurance uh, repertoire, I guess. So, uh, but again, I think that kind of covers everything for in transit stuff. All right. Second thing is at home or wherever you keep your collectibles at. I did a video with uh, my buddy David Dale, who is an insurance company. You can go back and watch that here. He talks a lot about uh, insuring your collectibles. Again, when you're keeping your stuff at home or let's say you're keeping it in a bank vault, wherever it is, you definitely want to be uh, having insurance on what the current value is of that item. So the current replacement value. What would it cost if that those items were lost, stolen, whatever it is, uh, right now for you to get those replaced? Okay, So you're going to have to keep updating that every year. Very important that you've got pictures of your stuff. Um, a spreadsheet would be good. Let's say your house burns down. You've lost all your stuff. You want to keep digital copies of all that. Those are kind of the small little things. It takes a little bit of legwork. It sucks. I know. I, I hate doing this. I just got a new safe today, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I got to do put the, move this down here. It's heavy. I got to pull all this stuff. Stupid stuff. But you know what? I feel a lot better having you know documents and all that kind of stuff in a safe. So that would be something else that I would consider doing is having some sort of fireproof safe for you. Um, and wherever you're keeping your collectibles at, have an alarm that'll let you get a little bit of decent, um, a little bit of a discount on your rate. So go back and watch that video with Dave. I'll try to link it up here somewhere uh, on the YouTube video. So that would be my suggestion for your at-home collectible. Again, you're probably never going to have to use it, but that one time that you're going to have to use it, you're going to be like, you know what? It sucks, man. I lost all this stuff here, but you know what? At least I can get some sort of monetary value back for it and I can start again or I can... You know what? I hated that stuff anyway. I want to go take that money and go buy something new. It just depends. But you know what? The, nothing worse than having your stuff get lost and not getting any money for those items. All right? So you definitely want to be covering your butt with the insurance. It's not as expensive as you would think it would be. It's very, very cheap, especially if you're not doing a lot of in-transit stuff because the, the, you know, the insurance companies know that the chance of that being stolen at your home is very, very minimal. So they keep that policy really, really cheap. So don't be one of those douchebags that doesn't get insurance don't be that guy okay get insurance you can call dave he can hook you up with someone there's a company up in uh, ohio that i use for uh, my insurance and stuff all the companies have it. you don't have to use who i use you can use whoever you uh whoever you want to talk to your local insurance um guy if you have one if they don't write policies like this they can find someone who does it's not hard to do but please make sure you put on your checklist to get done asap so Hopefully, this helps kind of clear the air with you guys with the uh, insurance for collectibles, all right? If you guys got any questions, let me know. Don't forget to visit the website, powersportsmobility.com. Also, give me a follow over there on Instagram, at Powers Autographs, and I will see you on the next episode.